Are you listening? So this is a podcast interview with lottery winner Roberto Mendoza, who won a quarter of a million dollars before spending all of it to help feed the homeless. But that's only a small part of his story, which is absolutely fantastic. He has been a chef for four U.S. presidents, among many other elite people, and I was super excited to sit down with him. Before we get to that, if you're new to my channel, my name is Timothy Schultz. I do podcast interviews with many people that I find fascinating, including lottery winners. And if you don't know, if you're new to my channel, you might not know that I also am a lottery winner way back in the day in 1999. I won the Powerball before going back to college to study film and journalism and broadcast news. And I'm now combining my experience with these things with my desire to meet and interview other people that I find fascinating. And this includes other lottery winners. And Roberto Mendoza is one of those people. He grew up in El Salvador. He actually was a kidnap victim. And he ended up in the United States eventually and became a renowned chef where he got to cook for not only the homeless, but also some of the most elite people in our society. Four presidents. Four presidents from the United States, as well as movie stars and world leaders. But without further ado, let's get to it now. Here is my podcast interview with lottery winner and renowned chef Roberto Mendoza. So I'm here with Roberto Mendoza. Roberto, how are you today? Good, good. It's so nice to meet you, Timothy. Finally, yes. we, we connected each other. You know, it's been a tough time, so, um, but finally, very yes. nice to meet you. Yes, thank you so much for taking the time. I really, really appreciate it. And, sure. And uh, congratulations again on your on your lottery when I mentioned in the introduction that you won $250,000 on a on a scratch ticket, which is just right. a small part of your story, which is very, very fascinating. I think the viewers are going to find it fascinating as well. But to the actual win, first of all, what did you win and, and how did that feel? <laughs> um, actually, that day I stopped in a, in a gas station, you know, my, my car went, went empty. So I filled up my my car and uh, the, the machine that gave me my ticket. So I went inside and asked the cashier for for my ticket, you know. And I said, by the way, I have $5 in my pocket. I, I said, give me a scratch ticket. And she gave me a $5 scratch ticket. So I went home, have dinner, like 6 p.m. I decided to scratch that ticket and that it is $250,000. And I, I never win anything in my life, be honest to you. That was the very, very first time. And it felt wonderful, you know. Uh, and your mind in that moment comes like, I'm going to take a trip, I'm going to do this and that. But uh, God have a different purpose for it. But, I mean, until now, it's amazing for me <laughs> to become a winner. You've got, because a lot of people say, I'm, I'm never going to hit the lottery. Or probably the lottery, they lie and they never put prices in it. And uh, now I can tell it's true. It's true, you know. One day it can be... Uh, anybody's time to win a lottery yeah yeah no absolutely and, and you had never you weren't really a gambler and and you decided to play uh what what inspired you to to play actually um you know uh, i i feed 350 little ones in dominican republic and every time i i go i, I said uh next year it's gonna be better year guys uh we're gonna have a, a more funds to 
to support you. And, and so I went in, in December and um, I came back and I said, God, uh, I'm running out of money, you know, I can continue with this. And I was praying and then my mom comes uh, and, and visit here in the United States and she said, you know, you, you, you should buy a ticket or something, you should play the lottery. I said, Mom, they are liars. I mean, I never gonna hit something like that. But at the same time, I'm that kind of positive person. And I said, you know what? You're right. I'm gonna buy it and I would hit it. So that inspired me to do it. That was my mom kind of, you know, pushing me. And, and I'm very blessed from it. Hmm. And I read something about her feeling that luck was on your side. Yeah. That day, I think, uh, until now, I think the luck is on my side, God is on my side. And um, I continue to believe every single day um, that I can be a better person, you know. Um, I don't really play anymore. Once in a blue moon, I, I bought a ticket. Uh, but I'm not really player. Uh, I don't consider myself gambling. Uh, here and there, yeah, I got $5 in my pocket. Sure, let's buy this. But um, I still have that feeling that I'm going to hit something bigger. Yeah. Well, 250000 I mean, that's a, that's a big deal. Congratulations again. Thank you. Um, and I, I really want to get into what you are doing for, for people in the Dominican Republic and your backstory and what you're doing for the homeless because it's really, really wonderful. Um, it's I'm so excited to, to talk about that. But I, I have a quick question. So for, for myself, way back in the day, I, I had a dream prior to winning the lottery that I had won. Oh, you won the lottery too? Yeah. Well, what, oh my a long gosh. time ago. A long time ago. <laughs> I won. How much you win? If you don't mind. Oh, well, I didn't walk away with anywhere close to what I actually won, but what I won initially was $28 million, um, uh in a Powerball. Yeah. But I didn't walk away with anywhere close to that, but I was still, yeah. for a number of reasons, but I was still incredibly grateful um, but but I had a, a vivid dream prior to winning that it was going to happen that that where I felt that it was going to happen and maybe that's just coincidence I don't know but uh, because of that I find it very interesting so every time I interview a lottery winner I ask them have you did you think that you had any sort of chance that you won and if, and if so what what do you think might have caused that and if you don't um, if you think it's just coincidence that's fine too. I'm just curious. Uh, for me, it was a coincidence. I never have that feeling or a dream that I said that I'm going to hit something like that. It, it just happened in my life. What I can tell you is I, I was I, I was praying a lot, you know, and uh, through my organization, hoping for people to donate um, a little bit. That way I can continue feeding the homeless. I can continue with my program with the children's. And, you know, and I want to do more. And uh, I have that pray all the time. I was talking with God every single day and, and help me, help me. And, and you never know what way God is going to help you. You know, it, it can come from, from people. Uh, it can come from a business. But also it can come from a lottery, you know. And, um, and, and yes, I was kind of like asking for money all the time to my father 
and comes through a, a lottery ticket, and it was it was a bless. Uh, don't say a coincidence, you know. It was a totally blessed that that happened to me uh, because I was praying for it, mm-hmm. and and maybe later in the interview I can mention it what happened after. Sure. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. So your life is really inspirational to to many people Um, thank you yeah no absolutely you have overcome so many odds Uh, the lottery is just one of them so so what is your backstory can you can you sort of Uh, sure sure yeah uh, actually uh, I born in El Salvador and uh, my mom left me when I was little and when I born and my and my dad too you know my mom she was like 16 years old and my dad, he was like 47. So both of them was like, I don't want anything with this little one, you know, and they left me with my grandma. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was raised for from my grandma until I was 12. Mm-hmm. Uh, 12 years old, you know, because I see the necessity of uh, what's going on in, in my house during that time. I decided to move to a big city called San Salvador. And I, I was that boy who get the groceries and bring it to your car. And whatever tip you give me is the money I used to feed myself during the day and, and help my, my grandma. So sometimes I eat, sometimes I don't during the day, you know. And every time I, I enroll in the school, they ask me for my mom and my dad. And I said, uh, they got killed. Because during that time, we have a war in my, in my country. People was killing each other for 12 years. So it was easy for me to say they got killed. And that way, they, they let me enroll at the school. So saying that, I become the student body president for the University of San Salvador. I, I was one of the uh, nice leaders. So I get confused. And um, they, I was kidnapped. Uh, I was kidnapped and, and for almost three months. I mean, they hit me every single day. Um, so I got tortured uh, every day until my release, you know, after three months, the Salvation Army picked me up. That's why I love the Salvation Army. They picked me up and, and they fixed my paperwork and they moved me to Canada. I went to Canada and I learned uh, French um, in Canada. And after two years and a half, because it was too cold for me and I was living by myself, you know, uh, I moved to LA. In LA, uh, I started as a, as a dishwasher, pot washer, you know. But I'm that type of person, like I mentioned it before, uh, I'm very positive. Um, I, I asked the guy, teach me how to prep and then teach me how to cook. And then I learned every single station in the kitchen and uh, I become a chef. And I decided to enroll myself at the school to learn uh, English. And um, I uh, also learned Hebrew. I speak four languages now. And uh, after I become uh, uh, English speaking, I enrolled myself in the school too to become a chef. And I ended up uh, uh, cooking in the Beverly Hills Hotel in California and uh, doing the uh, Oscar Awards, movie star parties. Um, I did the Titanic uh, premiere 
and um, I became one of the famous chefs during that time in California. You know, I was in the newspapers and all of that. That was my very first time to cook for uh, uh, Clinton, President Clinton, hmm. because the, the Prince of Saudi Arabia, um, he came and, uh, and stayed in a hotel for six months. He invited Bill Clinton for business purpose. So they looking for somebody to cook for them. And I passed all the security check. That was my very first time that I cooked for, for a president of, of United States and at the same time for the Prince of Saudi Arabia. That is uh, part of my life, you know, how uh, I move, uh, how I've been taking challenges and, and, and never said no. I, I always believe to myself, I can do this, you know. I never believe in discrimination because the discrimination, you do it yourself every time you wake up and look yourself in the mirror and uh, and say, oh, no, today is going to be a bad day. I can do this. Or because I don't speak the language, I, I can't, you know. Uh, no, I, I wake up every single day until now and say, okay, let's do this. Let's eat the world, you know, and, and, and I've been taking every single opportunity in my life to be better and better every single day. And uh, that is part where, where, where I come from. You know, it's been tough in my life. I remember uh, when I was 14, 15 years old, I went to bed without eating anything all day. Mm. And uh, like one o'clock in the morning, I wake up. And I say, God, uh, at least I got a glass of water I'm going to take. When I open the faucet, air come out because they shut the water off. Um, and I cry and cry and cry and, and said, God, please, when I grow up, I don't want to suffer hunger. Uh, and, um, and now when people ask me, uh, why you become a chef? I say, it wasn't my choice. You know, you know God made me a chef because wherever I go now, People say, oh, the chef is here. Let's take it to a nice restaurant. Or people say, let's see if you know how to cook. They buy groceries and put me to cook. So guess what I have on my plate? Food. Hmm. So i never going to suffer hunger again being a chef. And um, that, that is part of me. That is, that is the past, you know. But whatever happened in, me, in, in the past, I use it to positive way, you know. Sometimes you have to pass through storms before you see the sunshine in your life. And I passed my storm, and I used that storm to, to be a better person. Um, that's part of who I am. Hmm. That's, <laughs> that's, ex that's extraordinary. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and you, you have cooked for, is it four presidents? I am. I am. I've been cooking for Bill Clinton and then for uh, Mr. Bush. And then uh, Mr. Barack Obama, I did the Democratic Convention here in, in, in Charlotte. And uh, the last one is uh, Mr. Mr. Uh, Donald Trump, that I got the opportunity to cook for him too. And maybe uh, with the next government, maybe I got called again and maybe I continue to, to do that. But uh, that is an honor for me, you know, to cook for this kind of personalities. I've been cooking for... Uh, a lot of movie stars. I've been cooking for a uh, religious person like Sri Sri Ravi Shankar. The Indian people consider that he's mm -hmm. the living God. I got the opportunity to cook for him. So 
a lot a lot <laughs> sure, sure. Do, do you have a favorite uh, celebrity or person of, of that sort that, that you've cooked for? Yeah, actually, uh, for Mr. Bill Clinton, he was a very humble person, very nice, you know, easy to serve, easy to cook for, for him. Um, another one, Arnold Schwarzenegger was the one of the biggest movies star in Hollywood. I love to cook for him too. Um, very nice guy. You know, look kind of tough guy, but no, you know, in the real life, he's, he's very nice. Uh, 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 one day I got the opportunity to cook for uh, for two weeks for Fran Sinatra. Oh, wow. uh, he was coming every single day in the hotel, and I didn't know he was a Fran Sinatra, to be honest to you, until one day uh, uh, one of the guys said, Hey, chef, you know who you're cooking for, right? And I said, no, this old guy is coming every single day and, and you know, ask for breakfast. And he says, uh, you've been so nice with me. My friends call me Frank. I'm Frank Sinatra. Mm -hmm. So call me Frank. And I said, my mom was like, Mr. Frank Sinatra. And he says, call me Frank. I said, okay, Frank. Very nice to meet you. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that type of person, you know, no uh, big personalities. And when they become so humble, you know, uh, nice people and just a nice human being, you always keep it in your heart. And uh, that is the, uh, one of my favorites. That's, that's wonderful. And Thank you. Yeah, that's extraordinary. So what did you do with the lottery win? In the Dominican <laughs> Republic, because you did something very big there. Yeah, I was um, you know, when when I want that money, uh, and like I said before, when you have that money in your hands, it's, it's like I'm going to take vacation, I'm going to pay my car, I'm going to do this. And uh, the very next day, uh, a pastor from uh, Miami called me in the morning, and and he said, "You don't know me." Uh, I was praying her last night, and your your name came on the pray. And to make it short, he says, I, I, I Google your name, and I see your name in Google. And I see your, your phone number. That's why I'm calling you. And God said that uh, he give you what you was asking for it. And uh, don't use it for any church. Don't help any organization. Use, use the money for, for what you was asking for it. Now, I was asking money to help the homeless and, and, and to feed the little ones. So I cry and cry and cry. You know, in, in life, you have to have uh, two people that you can call, you know, two people that you can trust. Like Moses, when he was in the mountain, he got two people raising his hands, mm -hmm. you know. So in life, I believe we need that people. So I called one of my, my friends and I said, this is happening to me and I was crying. So I called my other friend, it's a, it's a lady, I said, this is happening to me, and I was crying. And um, she said, and he said, just do what your heart is telling you to do. Mm -hmm. So I said, that's it. Um, I'm going to donate this money. And, um, you know, I, I, I talked to my family, and I said, you know, we got the money, but uh, there is no our money. And uh, we're going to donate it. And they support me and they say, go ahead. You're right. This is not our money. So we donate it to the homeless community and keep feeding them. We donated it to uh, Dominican Republic, 
some part in Mexico, another part in El Salvador too, just helping you know how to feed them because uh, a lot of people, when they feed the homeless, they, they, they give uh, what they don't need. They go to the restaurant and pack the leftover, and, and when they stop in the red light, they say, oh, here, you know. Mm -hmm. So with this uh, human being open that box, it's kind of like, like they don't care about me, you know, and they feel like sad inside. The society, the, the community is, is, is just uh, pushing them away. So what we do is we create a food fresh and hot, you know, and when they open it up, they see hope, they see tomorrow. Mm. So we buy that fresh food and uh, we're training them also. So that money helps us to cover more and more until until uh, we run out of money, you know, because it wasn't enough. And uh, this year we donate more than 60,000 meals during pandemic from people donating five, 10, $20, and we put it together, we buy the food, and we do donate the food to the community and, and, and homeless also. So that's what I did with the money. And uh, that's why sometimes I play, because I believe that God is gonna give me something bigger, that way I can continue helping others, you know, it's, it's in my heart to do that. And uh, when you die, you're not gonna take anything with you. You know, you come without nothing, mm -hmm. and you're gonna live without nothing. So it's a chance to help each other. And that's what I did. Yeah. Some people say that I'm crazy. I don't care, I still crazy. <laughs> yeah. No, I think I commend you. I really, really respect that. It's really a, such a positive thing. I mean, what what are the reactions of some of the people that you're feeding? Have you had any notable reactions or how do people respond when they're starving or hurting for for a meal and then you've been able to help them uh, actually you know um they got very happy every time they see my face it's, it's kind of like the chef is here you know and uh they're gonna have a, a very nice meal and i can tell you uh, so many stories about it one of them is is we got a cake also and we celebrate their birthday you know and uh, we call everybody and say, whose birthday is today? Uh, me, me, me. So that day, we only had one guy. So we call him and, and we got like 200 people, you know, happy birthday to you. And, 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 and he was so happy, so excited, and he started to cry. And um, 15 minutes later, he came back and, and pulled his gun and put it on the table and mm -hmm. said, Chef, I was thinking to kill myself today because I can take it no more. He says, when I born, my mom threw me from the fourth floor and she thought she killed me, but the 911 picked me up and I was alive. Uh, she went to jail, I still alive. You know, I grew up and um, I worked for McDonald's and when I saw the money at McDonald's, I decided to take some and I ended up in jail. And when I get out from jail, I ended up in the streets. And I think nobody cared about me. And I was uh, thinking to kill myself today. But mm. today with that cake, you changed my life. Mm. And um, we helped the guy. And today he is one of the engineers from uh, University of Charlotte. He already graduated. And you know, through food, 
you can change life. You can change people. Uh, when you come with, with a nice meal with, with the homeless, you know, you can tell them it's somebody loving you. Uh, uh, it's somebody caring about you. Uh, it's God there. Uh, it's a hope tomorrow. Let me help you and help me too. Because when you feed the homeless on you, you, you feed the need people, you think you're helping them. No, they're helping you. Because when you come back at home and see that you got a family, you got heater, you got AC, you got I don't know how many cars, and you still complaining and whining, please give me a break. You know, so they're helping you. And when you give, you receive. Don't ask me how that equation works. But when you give, you receive a lot more than what you've been given. That's really interesting. That's really yeah. interesting. Yeah. How does that make you feel when you when you see someone like that that you have really turned their life around? It made me feel that I'm making a difference. Mm-hmm. You know, the people is gonna probably when I pass away, you know, people is gonna remember me like little ones. When I help little ones, you know, you can change their life. You know, probably in ten years, this 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 little ones is gonna remember me and saying because thanks to God and thanks to this guy I, I, I was able to play in Christmas you know uh, it made me feel good it made me feel happy they are able to do that uh, and it made me feel honored to cook for these people because like I said they're, they're, a, they're a human being no matter what color they are or what color they, their eyes they have it's still a human being and we are all together in this earth you know, mm-hmm. and uh, we need to help each other. I feel good, like the like the song said. I feel good. <laughs> that's that's right. That's right. So I have a quote here. Albert Einstein once said, "The world is a dangerous place not because of those who do evil, but because of those who look on and do nothing." And I'm not advocating everything that Albert Einstein said or did or anything in his life but that quote I found for me it, it was a bit moving because there are people out there that a lot of people I mean in our in the world that, that myself included some you know I'm not perfect but if you see things that you think are not right and then you don't do something about it all the time anyway and it seems like you at least with, with homeless people you are doing something about it and you're not just sitting aside and watching so what drives you what drives me uh, you know I know one word that probably anybody in any language is going to recognize. When you're hungry, when your stomach goes, you know you're hungry, no matter what language. And I pass through that. You know, I know what hungry is. I know when your stomach cry and say that word. So when you feel that in your life, uh, that drives me to... I can make a difference in your life. I can bring hope. Mm-hmm. I can bring a better tomorrow. I can bring God. That drives me to do that, you know, because um, when you never have that feeling probably, or maybe one day you're driving and you're starving and you're hungry, you wanna eat, and maybe you've been through it. You know, that you're starving when you hit a gas station, a restaurant, you wanna eat the, the entire hot dog place or whatever. You know, that tells you right there. Yeah. There's people outside, you know, suffering from that. 
and uh, I've been through it. So that drives me to do it mm-hmm. and use, you know, yeah. be a little bit of hope for them. So you have, you have cooked for some of the most elite people in our society as far as A-list actors, presidents of the United States, a prince, and also you have been, you know, with many people that are not so not as well off, at least financially, you know, in, in a completely different world. So that that dichotomy or the, the two different worlds. Can you talk about the the difference there? Or what what it's is a big yeah. Go ahead. It's it's, it's a big difference. Uh, honest to you, uh, it's it's like when I cook for all these personalities. When I um, uh, I cook them for all whatever you you name it, big people, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's professionally I cook them from from my heart too. Uh, but I uh, I feel much much better when I cook for people like they don't have anything. When you see that big smile in their face, and when you see a homeless saying thank you. You know, with that gratitude in their faith, they haven't died that nice meal. That is a totally different feeling. It's, 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 it's in my heart. You know, it, it is a big difference because you have here, the people can really pay for it and they don't care how much they spend, you know. But here you have people that they don't have anything. And, 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 and it's mm. such a total totally different feelings, you know, that, that I got in, in, in my heart. And honest to you, I like to cook more for people that uh, they don't have any uh, because they really appreciate, they really take it with their hearts, with love. The people sometimes just, uh, I just pay for it and you're my employee today. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's a mixed match of feelings. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. And you correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I thought I read something about you brought in some people that that you were feeding. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. Um, actually, uh, we uh, training 24 um, homeless, hmm. and uh, they working now in uh, different restaurants. So, um. And one of them is, is, is working in one of my place because you have to teach them how to fish too, not to give the, the fish. So I teach them how to fish. And uh, when you're training them, what I do is I, I get connected with you and said, uh, Timothy, do you need anybody in the restaurant? Uh, I said, I got a really nice cook for you. I really have a nice prep guy for you. Uh, I don't come to you and say, uh, he's homeless. No, I approach a totally different way because your eyes is going to open better and your brain is going to work better when I said, uh, I got a, a cook for you that I have a homeless for you. So kind of like I present myself in front of it. And they always say, if the chef recommended, if the chef is being trained by the chef, oh, he's a good guy. You know, maybe later, month or years later, they find out, oh, the, the, the guy was homeless, but now he's a great cook. So we, we, we took 24 out of the streets. Sometimes we, we blame the government and we want, want to leave everything on the government. But, you know, what is your part? 
what you can do to help the government. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we do that. Just say for the average American, per se, how do you recommend that we help the homeless? You, you know, uh, an average American, uh, they can help the homeless. Uh, use open your window. And if you got a dollar or $2, give it to them. I got experience one day. It was a lady sitting next to me in the car. And, uh, and um, she said, why you give money away? And I said, um, let me ask you a question. If you own a company, do you hire this guy? And she said, no. And I said, how do you expect for them to eat if nobody wants to hire them? And average American, they can help that way. They can buy a fr fresh meal in the restaurant and bring it to them, you know, and say, hey, here is a fresh meal for you. Or they can donate to organizations like mine, $5, $20. Because with $5, sometimes we feed two people. You know, we buy the food and uh, an average of 250 each each box. So we can feed two people with $5. So uh, donate, donate your time, donate money, you know, buy something for them. Uh, let's be kind to each other. That's what we can do as, a, as an American. And we help each other and we don't leave everything to the government and say the government's gonna take care of them. I think we're gonna see less people in the streets. They're gonna have better opportunities. That's what I thought. Yeah, that sounds like very, very, very good advice. So I won't take up too much more of your time. We have a few minutes left okay. here, but before I okay. get to, to get to any last questions, is, is there anything else that you wanted to say today that I don't know enough to ask? Yeah, um, please, if anybody can help my organization, is the Chef Heaven's Kitchen USA.com. Again, the Chef Heaven's Kitchen USA.com. Donate, please. We, we, we need help. We need to cover more people. That's why I like to say. And we'll, we'll put a link to that below. So for people that, that would like to donate, what exactly are, are how is that going to help? Um, number one, we are 501c3. Uh, it's going to help them to get a receipt and using their taxes. But if, if you donate, it, it's going to help to feed uh, more homeless. It's going to help to feed more little ones, children's and elders we got a program for elders because the elders now with the pandemic they've been inside their houses a lot of them they are afraid to come out so we bring the food to them you know every day we, we bring a, a fresh meal to them and we work it through churches because the churches they know where is the necessity you know where is the elders that's what we're trying to accomplish and if you help the organization we're going to cover more and more Please, we need your help. Well, it sounds like a wonderful cause. I, I will definitely, Thanks. so we, we will put the link to that below. Sure. So you literally spent the whole lottery winnings on these good deeds and these incredible things to help other people. You didn't go out and buy a car or anything like that, right? No, sir. Yeah. I give the entire money. I say, here, you know, I still working hard. I didn't. I still have the same car. Uh, I didn't take a trip. Nothing. I, I I just give it away the entire money and said, "Here, yeah. here, God, belong to you." Wow, that is you so. Me... <laughs> that it's is... hard to do that, my friend. It's very hard. But 
you know, when I, God asks you for something, do it. Because, you know, uh, like like the guy in the Bible, he he was asking, hey, Jonas, go to this city. And he decided to go to a different city. And God said, no, 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 go to this city. And what happened to him? He ended up inside the fish belly. Mm. And when the fish decide to vomit, he went to the city what God was asking and vomit Jonas in that city. So when God asks you to do something, do it. You know, because he's going to find a way for you that you will do it. Yeah. That is, that is so commendable. I have so much, <laughs> I have so much respect yeah. for that. That is, that is such a yeah. positive thing. Because you have done this and your story is so incredible and you've overcome the odds so many times, you have received some national media attention, at least here in the United States. I, I saw a story on CNN and you've been on television and so forth. But what... What does that exposure feel like? Let, let me tell you what happened because the TV and, and people like you, I, I got so excited when I say this, uh, and, and thanks to people like you, uh, they got this program and there. Uh, like I told you, I grew up with a family. So suddenly this year, a guy from Mexico called me hmm. and, uh, and he said, I'm your brother. I said, what? Yeah, I'm your brother. And sure enough, he is my brother. Hmm. So now I find out that I have 40 brothers and sisters. Wow. 40 Whoa. from my dad. From my dad. So that means because media like you, now I've been able to find this big family for you. Last time I went to El Salvador, I met 12 of them. Uh, plus, you know, their family so i ran two buses two buses the two buses was full of people and all of these people was my family you know without having anybody now i have this wonderful big family in my life thanks to you guys god bless you for what you're doing wow that's a, <laughs> that's amazing yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been so excited, believe me. And I keep meeting family now. I got a lot of family in California. That I need to go down there and, and, and meet them. Wow. That, yeah. That's extraordinary. Well, that's, I don't know whether to say congratulations or not with that, but that's. Oh, no, God is good, brother. Wonderful. God is yeah. good. <laughs> Absolutely. So, uh, for anyone watching that, because we have people watching from all over the world, it's not just the United States. So, from anyone watching from whether it be El Salvador or Dominican Republic or any other place throughout the world, if someone is struggling, even in the United States for that matter, someone that is struggling to find food or to keep their hopes up in life, what would you say to them? What would you say to your 14 or 15-year-old self? Uh, I can say that, uh, number one, God is good, you know, and it's always hope. It's always tomorrow. Today, you can be hungry. And tomorrow, you can have a lot of food on your plate. You know, today, you can be poor. Tomorrow, you can be rich. Look into myself. You know, like I, I, I mentioned it, without family, now I have a lot of family. I suffer hunger, now I have a lot of food. I was poor, now I don't consider myself uh, that poor anymore, you know, I have a, a good job, 
you know, I got a family. Uh, I get uh, a, a better bed. I can sleep well now. I got a car, you know, and I live in this wonderful country, you know, where my children's poor. Then everybody in the world want to be in this country. Now I'm here. Now I become an American citizen too. So it's it's always it's always a good tomorrow. It's always a hope. It's always we can do better. So don't give up. Don't ever give up. Like I mentioned it, God is good. And look at myself. That's that's really commendable. And I'll, I'll let you get going. One last, a couple quick last questions. Uh, one is there any sort of food that sticks out to you, meal that any uh, of presidents chose that sticks out to you? Oh, let me tell you one. Uh, it was Condoleezza Rice once. You remember Condoleezza Rice? Oh, yeah, of she course. She was the, the secretary of the state, okay? And uh, I cooked for her, and she said, Chef, that is the best fish I've ever eaten in my life. And I said, really, do you like my fish? And she said, yeah, I love it. And, and I said, can you do me a favor? She said, yeah. Uh, can you help to a 12 million people of immigrants to become legal to this country? And she laughed. <laughs> and she laughed. And she took a picture with me. That's why we have that picture, like holding hand each other, you know, and smiling. So, yeah, she was so great with that, that food. And um, also, one day, um, uh, Mr. Barack Obama, he loved the way I cooked the steak. And the Prince of Saudi Arabia, he loved the salmon that I cooked. Yeah, I got, I got that many personalities um, that I can tell they've been so pleased with the way I cook. Yeah. I hope one day I cook for you, my friend. Oh, I hope so. that would be an honor. <laughs> yeah, do you have yeah. a, do you have a favorite food real quick favorite food for me i love salmon i love salmon but i love to cook italian food the italian food is one of my favorites to cook because the north of naples they cook with aged meat that is smoked sal uh, smoked hams they cook with a lot of stuffing that is my favorite food to cook italian mm. i hope you like it yeah <laughs> It sounds it sounds delicious. Is there anything else you wanted to say today? I just want to say thank you, thank you very much for your time, and uh, thank you for the interview, and thanks to all of that people that um, is seeing it through uh, cameras, you know. And I hope you can help uh, us, and you can help more people outside. Let's be kind to each other. Let's love each other, um, and. God bless everybody, and God bless you, Timothy. Yeah, and God bless you. Thank you so much, Roberto, for your time. And uh, your story is incredible. It's very inspiring, and it's so wonderful what you're doing for, for humanity. So I really appreciate it, and thank you so much. And congratulations again on, your, on the lottery win, which you put to uh, such, a, such a good cause. It, it's just yeah. such a wonderful story. So, so thank you so much. Thank you, Timothy. So that was my interview with lottery winner Roberto Mendoza. Thank you so much for watching. If you like this video, go ahead and hit the like button and let me know in the comments. I love checking out your comments, what you think of this interview and what you think of uh, Roberto's story. I love checking out your comments. If you want to see more interviews like this, don't forget to check out my YouTube channel where you can view the whole playlist 
of all of the interviews I've done with several other lottery winners and other guests for this podcast, Lottery Dreams and Fortune. I will put a link in the description of this podcast. As always, thank you so much for listening and thank you for your support.